This looks completely different now, too. Does it even say continue? It says got it. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Zoom. By staying in the meeting, your consent to being recorded. Do you consent? This, this is weird. Okay. I guess it's welcome to the <laughs> uh, welcome to the horror throwdown podcast, Fraser edition, where we normally take a Brendan Fraser movie and pair with a horror film released within that same year and then see if Brendan's character would survive in that horror movie. I am just Kincaid, and with me is Cisco Navarro. Uh, we normally have producer trunks with us, but tonight it's um, you know, it's it, it's a parents parents night out. We got trunks a sitter. Are we the parents? Yeah, we're the parents. I always pictured trunks more like a cat, not a kid. Okay, well, yeah, still you can you can be a, a, a animal parent, and you know, you know, still have date nights. That's true. We just leave them locked so, in the dark. Yeah. So this is, this is Cisco and I's date night. Uh, producer trunks is locked in the dark today. Um. We are releasing this one because we had plans to record an episode, like an actual episode today, but those fell through and that's being postponed for a week. And instead of just giving, you know, giving you all no content, we just said, you know, what, fuck it. Let's talk about a, a non-horror horror movie <laughs> this week. And we were talking about, you know, everyone knows 2020's wide release film Unhinged. This movie was released in the height of the pandemic on August 21st, 2020, uh, directed by, what's his name, Derek Borde, and starring Russell Crowe, and he's literally billed as just man. I don't think he has a name, I think he's just named man. He does not have a name in this movie. Psycho Man, Chuck Man. Psycho, well, we could say Psycho Gorman, but that's, we should have <laughs> talked Psycho Gorman instead. Oh, we should have, but he's no PG. He's no PG. Um, and this movie is not PG either. This movie is a fucking hard R. Yeah. Um, the the tagline is "He can happen to anyone," so you know, do with that as you will. Cisco told me to watch this like a few months ago. Yeah. And I was like, no, because if if you see a preview <laughs> to this, pretty much like what this movie is about is after a confrontation with an unstable man in an intersection, a woman becomes the target of his rage. And just in general. You know, any doesn't sound like it. Yeah. <laughs> any general like that does not sound good. <laughs> Just any like angry white man movie. I'm like, yeah, hard pass yeah. for me. But then you you were saying it's like actually like pretty like insane. It's a ride. It's it's a true ride. For an hour and a half, it goes by pretty fast. Yeah, I didn't even realize like you know, how half the first time because everything just happened so fast in a time span and a quick time span. Yeah, and then it ends. Yeah. This, this movie uses the runtime um, very well, I you think. know, very, very well. It is rated R for strong, violent content and language throughout. It had a budget of $33 million and made a worldwide gross of $43 million. Now, you know, that's not great, but for, uh, for a couple months, this was the number one movie at the box office for like weeks <laughs> because there was nothing else coming out. So it, I remember seeing it, um, not like seeing it, but seeing uh, just like reading the like the box office reports, and it was like unhinged number one with eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, good for y'all. Um, so yeah, pretty much like the logline of this movie, like you know, 
this woman becomes a target of his rage. I will say up front, if this was anyone other than Russell Crowe, it would have been awful. Yeah, I think he works well in this movie. Yeah, I don't know how they got him in this movie either. Uh, actually, there, I was reading an interview on that before you uh, started it. Uh, they interviewed the director, Derek, and they pretty much asked him, how'd you get Russell Crowe? And they said he, they pretty much contacted him and were like, here's a script. And he's like, right, let me see one of your movies beforehand. So then I, I didn't say what movie he watched of Derek's, but after he watched it, he's like, I want to meet with you. And pretty much he got on board with that. Interesting. Because, yeah, I looked up Derek's, like, previous films. Um, it looks like a lot of, like, just movies I never heard of. The only one I've heard of is The Joneses. And I remember that was, like, a weird one where they, like, played, like, a family who gets planted in, like, neighborhoods to try to get the neighbors to, like, buy certain things. I remember it being weird. That sounds weird. Um, maybe that was the movie. You know, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, Russell Crowe is really, like, the only notable, like, big actor in it. Um, Jimmy Simpson pops up for a little bit, you know, our old uh, McBoyle boy. McBoyles. Um, Gabriel Bateman, who I'm a fan of just because I really love the Child's Play remake. Uh, he played Andy in that. Yeah, that's like pretty much like the only like recognizable people in this movie. Um, this movie is classified as like a action thriller, but... I'm just going to read my um, just my letterbox review really quick. And like if, if, if you've seen my review, like if I posted it, then just, you know, skip no forward worries. a minute, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right. So Unhinged 2020, two and a half stars out of five. This is a straight up slasher movie. But instead, instead of a masked killer, we get a sweaty Russell Crowe with the extra side of beef. This yeah, movie wouldn't have worked boy. if it wasn't for him. It's a simple, fast-paced film about an insane man disgusted at the world and has a severe case of road rage. He tried to teach people a lesson in the same vein as Jigsaw, but executes his methods more like Hoffman. Crow is fully committed to the bit and elevates this to a higher standard. I also thought Karen Pistorius, who plays Rachel in the film, did a good job as his latest victim. It's a not great, debatable to say it's even good, but it is fun and intense at points with some completely over-the-top kills. Everything you see in the trailer is exactly how you imagine the final product to be. So if you're into it, go ahead. And this is where I slightly mentioned you in the review. I bought this blindly off a friend's recommendation, and I'm not not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with you. Yeah, so- 50% is, I think, what this movie should always be and never be more. It should never be more. It's got a forty-eight think, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty. Um, I think it's good. I mean, it's it's when I think when I was watching this movie, I was like, "There's no way this movie could ever be." And there's some movies that are like that that just can't ever be more than like you know a certain percent because yeah. this movie can't get deep. I mean, there really isn't much to go off that they can make it into like a ninety percent movie. It's just like a short one-off movie. It's just it's interesting because like. I really like the main um, credits, like the opening credits, because you don't know what the fuck's going on. They like show, they just show like a bunch of videos and like real life things of like road rage and people, you know, like just acting er erratically. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, you can tell there's like a PSA here, but they just didn't know, like, yeah, they didn't execute it well. How did you see it? Did you just like rent it on streaming? Did you see it in theater? Like, how would you even watch this? Because if it wasn't for you, I would have never watched this movie. I rented it for like three bucks. 
Okay. Yeah, because it was like new content, right? Yeah, new there content. was like a full year like, where we didn't get stuff. I was stuff. like hour and a half. I was like, it's not bad. I was like, it was pretty cheap to rent. So the time yeah. they were just watching random stuff. Yeah. And you had me like, you piqued my interest at that. And then when I bought it, it was only $10 for Blu-ray yeah. and DVD and then physical copy. So it like, it, it yeah. it's going to pay itself off because people are going to watch this, especially all <laughs> of us who share the Voodoo account. <laughs> yeah. If I have to make Trunks watch it. Yeah. Trunks will watch it. We got, we got, you know, previous guest Cody Riley on the show and he watched it, but he, oh, but he hated it. He hated it, which I'm like, how? Like, it just, well, I'm not going to say how, because there's definitely ways you can, um, I can, I can definitely it. see how you can hate this movie. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much Russell Crowe just destroying someone's life. Well, full disclosure, the first time I tried watching this, I was too high and I turned it off yeah, after 15 minutes. I was like, this yeah, is too that, intense for me. That was a bad idea. <laughs> I was I was home alone and it just I was like no I, I can't do this right now <laughs> um, so like the movie opens with Russell Crowe just like sitting in a truck um, like it's his truck is just parked outside he's like breathing heavy you can see his sweaty he's like okay we've talked about Brendan Fraser on this show like being beefy right like in certain roles Dude was a straight That's like meatball. nothing. Yeah, he was a straight meatball, dude. He was straight up like not even like like Aqua Teen Hunger Force like meatwad level. Like yeah, this man was just pure meat. Yeah, I, I, when I first watched, it, I was like, damn. I was like, did they really? Did he really get this level of uh, round? He did, and I know he. You know, Russell Crowe is kind of like um, Christian Bale in the sense of like where they're method actors, so like they they like bulk up yeah. and you know their weight and everything like they they fluctuate for each role depending on what it calls for yeah um but yeah you see him in this car he's like uh you know taking pills it it, it never shows like what the pills are but i think it's for um probably probably for his heart yeah yeah like blood pressure um he's just sitting there it's raining and you see like the time on his clock and it says like 307 but it's dark so it's like you're like, okay, why is he just sitting in his truck early in the morning? Like, whatever. Um, that goes on for a few minutes. You see him get out of the truck, go up to someone's door, just start bashing the door down, and just commits a fucking heinous murder on these two people you've never seen before. Because the movie just yeah. started. It just starts like that, yeah. You're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> he just starts murdering these two people. Like, you don't really see, like, the act. You see him, like, beating the husband. Um... And then, like, the wife, like, runs off. And then he follows her. Yeah, you just see him just, like, swinging his arm up and down with, like, a... I think he has, like, a crowbar. And then, like, you hear, like, people screaming. Then you hear the screaming stop. He pours, like, a gasoline tank, like, all over the house, lights a match, and drives off. And then the fucking, like, house explodes. And then you get the title card. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm on board. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, there's no explanation to that at all. Then you're introduced to Rachel. She's kind of like a down on her, you know, luck. Divorcee. Um, well, she, she's like a hairstylist, right? Yeah, she owned a salon. Yes. When you find out later that that was shut down after like she got into that like very sad conversation with like one of her clients who was like, totally, she's like, get your shit together. Yeah. And then it, like it's, it's Which, affecting her young son yeah. too because like, yeah, he keeps being t- like what was it like he keeps getting to school late so he keeps like three tardies and he gets in uh, detention 
and it all seems like it's on them. I think it's the mom's fault too, because like he, he, like he, I think she was like trying to bring up all this stuff, and then he's like, "To be fair, you overslept," and she's like, "Yeah, that's true." Yeah. So obviously, I mean, and like he's trying to be understanding, but he's also like, yeah. "Mom, like he also too is like, get your shit together." Yeah. Just uh, I mean, understandable. He, I mean, she's probably depressed when that happens. You know, you're yeah, not very motivated way to do things, but. Yeah, I thought I thought that opening sequence was actually pretty good at like getting the audience to like sympathize with her. Um, yeah, because I mean they, they introduced her situation. You know, she's mm-hmm. a small home with her brother, his wife, her son. Mm-hmm. They have to take care. Of, I mean, they they slowly pile on everything that's happening on her life. Like you find out about her mom in a home, or they want to put her mom in a home because she's like getting lost in her neighborhood. Yeah, uh, everything else. Yeah, I think they they like introduce everything like just the right amount. You know yeah. where you're not like, yeah. they're cramming too much in. Yeah, um, she tries taking her son to school. <sighs> she cuts this uh, person off who ends up being like Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe like follows them for a little bit, and then at a stoplight is like, "Hey, you cut me off back there. You just need like, pretty much like a weird yeah like that's why I put Jigsaw on my um." in my review like kind of thing like oh like he's like just say sorry kind of thing or just give like a courtesy tap or just apologize for doing this yeah um and then she doesn't because obviously like her life is shit and she has like so much going on which you know this movie kind of goes along with how i've been feeling too like don't get mad at people driving and stuff like people could be idiots on the road like don't get me wrong but um like you don't know what someone's going through. Yeah, or you don't even know what they you have. Know what I mean, so like I'm not gonna go yelling at someone at my car window like some people do. I'm not gonna flip people off. Like you have no yeah. fucking idea. And this movie just made me really realize how <laughs> just how fucking important that is. Yeah. And um, the thing is that that well, like like you said, tagline. This can happen to you. I mean, this is. A, I mean, this. I mean, we had that incident a couple like, weeks ago where like that. Uh, couple shot at that one woman in her son's car and hit the child yeah uh, look, luckily they caught the the people who did it but this oh, is something yeah. that really happens it's not like anything yeah. out of the ordinary like this is something that actually like something that you think is mundane but someone can take the wrong way yeah no 100 percent uh and then they finally like the, the light finally turns green and then you see that russell crowe starts like following them and like taunting them a little bit yeah um, they're finally able to like ditch him and so she's like okay fine like a really annoying weird aggressive guy this morning whatever drops her son off at school goes and gets gas um because she's gonna meet with her like divorce lawyer or something that's who Jimmy yeah, it's like her lawyer slash friend slash therapy yeah. therapist is what she calls yeah. him which is uh-huh. just big boil <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when i saw that it was him i was like jesus christ um <laughs> And then she goes to the gas station and then she sees uh, the truck like pull up behind her. And she's like, wait, what yeah. the fuck? She kind of tells people this guy's been following me around. Yeah, which I think was was good. I was hoping that when I first watched it, I was like, don't say, don't be like, don't just say nothing's wrong. Like, don't try to walk out and do it. Like, I'm glad right. that she spoke. Obviously, that was a bad choice for the other people because it because <laughs> one guy just gets fucking plowed. Yeah, hey, one guy gets fucked bad because yeah, I, I thought that same thing too. I was like, it is pretty smart. Where she was like, at first she was like, no, like, yeah, I'm fine. Then she was like, wait, yeah. no, this dude's fucking following me. And so they do the smart thing where, you know, she's getting back in her car. The guy's like standing there, making sure like Russell Crowe's not going to do anything. Um, uh, then Rachel like pulls off, 
and starts driving away. And then Russell Crowe just firmly runs over this yeah. man. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. He like hits him to such a point where he goes flying into traffic and then gets hit by another car. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, the <laughs> gas station attendant is seeing the whole thing. She's screaming, everyone's screaming. Yeah, and then uh, Rachel's driving. She's like, what the fuck? Like, where's my phone? Russell Crowe somehow like sneak attacked into her car, stole her yeah. phone, planted another phone in there. Um, he has this like method down on how he stalks yeah. people, I guess. You know, like because this wasn't this clearly wasn't his first time doing it. <laughs> and so she he like calls him. Yeah, he calls her and he's like, Hey, that guy got hit because of you, yada yada. Like, I'm gonna yeah. ruin your fucking life. Like, this is when he gets like full insane. Um, and then he goes to like the diner that Jimmy Jimmy Simpson's at, um, just starts stabbing McBoyle in the neck. Yeah, she's first of all, he shows up and tells him he's a friend, and she, she and she, he does like the fucking creepy thing and puts her on the phone and makes her like listen while he's like being like beats the shit his friend in front of a front of a bunch of people too. This wasn't like in some random place, like there was old diner patrons and everything. He just he's going about it. He's like, I'm a oh yeah, and at this guy. point, they're like he's being recorded. Like he just this yeah. man just did not does not give a fuck. Um, and then it's kind of revealed too that like Russell Crowe's character like same thing like went through a divorce like lost his job like things like that so like the world's kind of like working against him you know yeah he's one of those bad mentalities like not saying like yeah like he's not justified in anything he does but like that's yeah. what finally like put him over to that point yeah he's like because he, he tries to take the side of her ex-husband he's like maybe he's tried his best what's, what's his crime he's like he quit every job he's like that's yeah. not a sin he's like you yeah. probably you probably slept with her and like we've never done anything and pretty much just forcing his insecurities on them but oh yeah again that's what makes him like a terrifying character yeah because there are people like that out there yeah and i'm like this again like i said earlier this makes me not want to just like i'm not going to talk to anyone i drive i'm just going to look ahead (laughs) like follow and obey all traffic laws like fuck it you know what i mean like i'm just not even there's no point um so he kills jimmy simpson calls her again and says okay who's gonna die next yeah yeah, this is probably the most terrifying sequence because he pretty much she says like you're gonna get killed and he's like suicide cops is fine by me and that's when you that's when you start getting more into it. like you're like he does not give a shit about anything like he doesn't give a fuck. he's straight up yeah. he's like ah, it's fine by me he's like let them yeah. shoot me yeah and then he's like oh how about I send all the money in your bank account to your ex husband yeah. which he does which also this is a PSA too if you don't have a lock code like on your phone get one. Because this man they, they, is very easily yeah. broken and they, her they, phone. They, they brushed over that in the beginning, too, when their son's like, why don't you have a log code? And she's like, it's because I almost crashed, which, again, most there are people who do that. Right. There like distracted like, drivers and whatnot. Out of, out of the ordinary, but yeah, it's just a, something so small, but then it comes back. It's weird because, yeah, they plan it. Like, this movie's actually pretty smart for what it is, but it's just not, like, it's not it's not great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And again, this was, I think this is the charmest movie. It doesn't have to be an overcomplicated movie. It just did the yeah. basics. Cause there, if it'd gone anything further, I think it just would have been too much. Exactly. Um, and this is the point too, where he's like, okay, who's going to die next? And she's like, no, like kill me. Like, I like, fuck it. Like, don't like, just, just take me to end this, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, no, like, that's not the point that you're not going to learn anything. Like this yeah. man's truly fucking insane. So she ends up giving the name of um, 
the woman who canceled on her earlier because she's like, well, I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't want to give him like my brother's name. I don't want to give him my son's name. Like his mom, everything like that. Yeah. Right. Like, what am I going to do? Cause like he has like all of her information. Um, and so there's like that misdirect where like he, he sends cops to that woman's house. Right. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And then he ends up showing up at Rachel's house where her brother is watching the news talking about this man and they're like oh he left in a gray you know dodge truck and then for whatever reason he looks out the window and he sees a gray dodge truck out there and he's like what the hell and he's calling for his girlfriend no answer uh he grabs a knife correct yeah he gets knife like Like a little kitchen and investigates and then it's discovered that it's revealed that russell crowe is in the house and he has like you know duct tape on his girlfriend's mouth. Um, like beat the crap out of her. Yeah, and so he's like taunting her. He's like taunting him, like, "Hey, I have your girlfriend here. Like, what are you gonna do?" Yada yada. Yeah, like so I forgot what the exact conversation is, but pretty, pretty much, much like, just says like, "Your your 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 sister messed up. This is like you know, I'm like here. this is her fault." Yeah, yeah, pretty so much. Now this is happening. Yeah, and this was the most fucking insane sequence to me. Russell Crowe still standing behind this woman just starts like pushing her like not like violently pushing her but like moving her body just enough to where she starts being stabbed by the knife that her boyfriend's holding yeah <laughs> i was like okay we're just killing off people in this fucking movie oh, yeah, yeah people are just dying and i was like that's so fucked up like now this man just traumatized for life you know so she dies he ties him up douses him with lighter fluid he pisses his pants with honestly who wouldn't in that situation, <laughs> you know, um, cops show up and they're threatening to shoot Russell Crowe. He fucking lights this dude on fire. There's about a cop <laughs> pushes him. Yeah. Pushes him towards the cop. Cause he's like, yeah, tied in a like office chair. Russell Crowe gets shot in the arm. Um, and then like jumps out, he jumps out the window. Right. If memory serves correct. Uh, no, he just breaks through, like, they have, like, some, like, weird side door, like, in a room or something. It just goes to, like, the backyard. Yeah. And so, yeah, he just bolts out running, and then the cop obviously has to put out uh, Fred is the brother's name. Yeah. And then, uh, I think uh, this whole time, too, like, he called her and was like, you need to, like, where are you? Because she had gone to the uh, the school to get her son. Yeah. And they had, they had the school locked down, but she was like, you need to get out of there right now or else, you know, I'm going to kill Fred. Oh, yeah, she, like, busts through the gates, huh? Yeah, and so she like shows the school. She's like, "You need to give my son right now. I don't give a shit." Yep. And so that's where we start getting to the final act because he runs away and she has her son, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. So they and this this is where it kind of um, like I don't remember much. Like she she gets her son, and then they go back to the house, right? Uh, no. He because he he's like he's like calling him the whole time. He calls her one more time. I think they pull on the side of the road. And then uh, she says that Fred, I think he tells her that Fred's dead because of her. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's when she finally kind of snaps and says, like, you know, uh, like, you know, I'm going to because he he threatens her too. He's like, I'm going to find your kid. I'm going to kill him. And she's like, you do that. Nothing on earth will stop me from killing you. And then she starts saying, like, I won't forgive. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to. I was like, you don't deserve an apology. And then that's when he, he like, he's like, finally, you're starting yeah. to get it. 
Like he goes from wanting an apology to wanting her to just feel like him or something. Yeah. And then she finally says like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to let you control my life. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and then another kind of like smart point of dialogue is where the son's like, well, you have the iPad, right? Like maybe he's tracking you with that. And like their iPads taped underneath the driver's seat. And she's like, oh, we can find out where he is because we could do like find my phone app. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then I completely forgot about this sequence where Russell Crowe decides to take like a minivan. Which they brought up earlier too. Yeah. Um, And so that starts for like another chase. And I forgot, this is where like body starts happening. Like a fucking police. Yeah. Because they try to get a, they try to get police cops' attention. Because they, once they find, realize that he's in the car in front of them, yeah. uh, they tr- they they like get past him for a second, and then he realizes that's them. They yeah. see a cop, and they try to get the cops' attention, but then he just rear ends him. And this yeah. is where it gets and then causes causes like a pile up. Yeah, just and then the cops like calling it in, and then a fucking semi just comes in hot and just yeah. fucking destroys that cop yeah. car. And like that's what I kind of like too. Like it was like they did all of these almost um like almost saves, but then not, and then it goes on for a little bit. There's like a woman in the car who like doing her makeup, doing her makeup, and then she dies. Um according to this, there's there's a total of eight. The body counts eight. And the on that from that freeway scene? Yeah. No, that's just cool. in general, this movie. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Body count eight. So the movie, like the opening, I find we finally have an answer as to who that is. This is wife and the, the yeah. lover. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. his ex-wife and, and her lover. Yeah. I thought it was just someone else like he like oh, okay. fucked with. He just you know fire. <laughs> someone yep. else that just murdered. Uh then I the gas the station. whole family die. Yep. Like that, that guy was dead. That for sure guy died. Yeah. So it was those two, the gas station patron. Andy, which I'm just going to refer to as McBoyle, um, <laughs> Mary, her brother's girlfriend, the patrol Beyonce. officer, the woman doing her makeup in the car, which she didn't deserve anything. Yeah, she was just not paying attention, <laughs> I guess. That was yeah. that was her sin, apparently. Yeah. And then finally, the man who, after a you know, confrontation at, I think, their house. But they go to their mom's house. Yeah, they're at the mom's house and... Russell Crowe's there and they start fighting. Um, earlier in the movie, Rachel puts a uh, candy cane pair of like hair cutting okay. scissors like in her pocket. Yeah. There's a lot of callbacks um, to the beginning of the movies throughout yeah. this one. Which this is interesting too because I I never I didn't think of it this way. According to like the trivia on IMDb, um, the candy cane scissors are a nod to Joyride. Oh okay. In which like you know how like the the trucker kept calling them candy cane. Yeah. So that's actually that was actually pretty cool to read. Um, yeah. yeah, there's not a ton of trivia on this movie. <laughs> the only other one was that this is the first wide release movie after March 13th, 2020, and it only was in 1,823 North American theaters. Hmm. But it was the first wide release movie in five months um, where there was no theatrical releases like wide at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, back to the movie. They're, they're fighting. Um, she stabs him in the eye with the scissors, which was pretty fucking, like, I thought it was pretty gross. Yeah. 
And then <laughs> this movie, I think, dropped it from a three star to a two star for me. Um, he's still alive at that point, like because all the adrenaline in his body. Yeah, so he just has a fucking scissors sticking out of his face. And then what does she say? She says, "Here's, Here's your, your fuck, fucking courtesy tap," because he asked for it earlier. Yeah, call back. And he <laughs> yeah, just stomps in his head and those scissors go through. Which I'm glad, you know, double tap, always double tap. Yeah. Oh, like oh man, <laughs> just that line was so. That was just like too. Like I, I love a good cheese. You know, I love cheese, but that was just like too much for me. It's like you just went through a lot, and the fact that you gave your like you allowed yourself to say that line. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. So then he ultimately dies. Um, and then yeah, he got a satisfying death. I'll say that he did get a satisfying death for someone as you know horrible as he was um the cops are there they're like treating their like wounds and stuff because he's like throwing this child around oh, yeah before that he, he he like punched him in the face he punches her a couple uh and the good thing is it wasn't dragged out it was like just like two or three minutes of them fighting but he definitely puts a beating on her yeah he throws against and the he wall. starts punching, yeah, and he's punching yeah. this child in the face multiple yeah, times. He does too. not give a shit. Yeah, he's fine dying. <laughs> no, he really doesn't give a fuck. And so there is kind of like a uh like a slight, you know, beacon of hope because while the cops are there treating them, they get word that her brother is actually like still alive. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean you figured because he he was only on fire for like two seconds before the cop. Right. Um, but I'm sure he's fucking traumatized and it's gonna hate his sister after this. Yeah, but then it's like okay, like let's go see him because like he's he's gonna yeah. be okay. Yeah. They start driving away. A car cuts them off, and like she almost honks the horn horn at them, but then her son like looks at her and says, "Good choice," <laughs> and then ends like kind of like on that positive note. Um, and that's unhinged. Twenty twenty. We, we get "Don't Fear the Reaper" playing at the end. That's right. It was Don't Fear the Reaver. It was a fucking like uh like a indie like cover a, of it. Like an indie cover, some girls indie band cover. Yeah, I remember uh, thinking that cover was actually like when I was watching it, like it wasn't bad. I was like, I liked good. it. I liked it. I was, I was like singing one, I was like, what the hell song is this? And I was like, Yeah, because like, so, it's it just starts like halfway through the song. It isn't like obviously we get from the beginning. Yeah. But I liked it. It, uh, it kind of felt I'm sure someone would, would find it cheese if I liked it. Yeah, it was um the reason I said this movie was more like more like a slasher is because yeah, Russell Crowe's like methods in this movie were definitely like more terrifying than like a traditional slasher film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just came up, he you know, was just getting into people's heads. Yeah, he didn't do anything like abnormal. He was just a fucking beefy man just punching people and stabbing them in the necks. Yeah. So I know this isn't like technically a horror film, but for all intents and purposes in this podcast, it's, it, it, it's a it's horror like a, film. For this I think movie. it's like a horror thriller because it's obviously suspenseful. Plus, I think like what's so great about the horror genre too is I like it's it's subjective, you know, like horror yeah. is basically like horror is what scares you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because I mean, that is a scary thing, like someone chasing you down because I'm sure yeah. that does happen. Yeah, like someone who's just I've seen you know, maybe we've all we to drive, maybe they're afraid of road ragers. And we've like, we've this, had this friends a... we've been in cars with friends who've also yelled at people and like, yo, bro, just chill. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, those friends won't be named, but I'm going to try to avoid <laughs> never driving with them <laughs> ever again because it's just not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good for my mental health or physical yeah. health for that matter. <laughs> you don't want to end up with a butter knife in you. Yeah. Yeah, he just gives them a, like a firm fork in the back of the neck. Yeah. That's how strong like, he is. Like, what, let's talk about McBoyle dying first because he like smashes the coffee mug on his face first. He just straight punches him. Yeah. And, and then like, he's like his beating table. his face on the table and he's like yeah. trying to speak, but he's all fucked up. Then he ultimately yeah. just <laughs> puts his head yeah. down and just stabs him right in the spine. When the, the messed up part is like, he tells her, like, you have anything, any last words you want to say to your best friend? And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, just asking like, what's going on? What's happening? He's like, that's, he's like, yeah. what a shame for those, those are your last words. And he just stabs him. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, he, he, he puts her like he, anytime he's about to do the killing, he calls her. And he's like, listen to this. Yeah. Which he, is really like, that's really fucked up too. You know what I mean? Like that's more fucked up than most serial killers. Or like these like horror icons that are in the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of reminded me like uh, to to kind of bring it back to what this podcast is all about. Like, remember, and I know what you did that summer. the The fisherman was really like he Sorry, really man. played the mental game. Yeah, with the victims, that's definitely what you know Russell Crowe did here. Yeah. So I feel like let, let me look up what the writers like, who the writers are, and what they uh they've done what they've done because yeah you can definitely tell like they're fans of fans of horror for sure so carl ellsworth is the one who wrote it oh yeah this man wrote um the last house on the left remake he wrote disturbia he wrote red eye okay he wrote the last screenplay he wrote before this was the red dawn remake which i don't think anyone saw i don't think so but that's like three like pretty uh last house on the left remake was eh, fine like i don't know they're well known though at least yeah they're well known but i i really i'll go up to bat for red eye and disturbia i like both those ones um yeah so okay that makes a lot of sense he was also a writer on the animorph show (laughs) (laughs) which i didn't i didn't know there was an animorph show there was there was one it was bad but yeah, it says here it was on from uh, <laughs> 98 to 99. Yeah, it 26 episodes. Long. You can't do much about a show when, when the kids is a hawk 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one really knew how to, you know, control well, hawks back then. No one really knew what to do with fucking animorphs. <laughs> you remember animorphs? It was, a fuck, it was about some aliens that crawled in people's ears and turned them into like slaves and then some other like deer. Aliens were trying to fight him, so they gave kids powers to morph into animals. Like, because I guess animals could do something. I don't know. They never really explained it. Jesus. Yeah. No. I. I only. I don't think I ever read the books. I just looked at the. Covers. I think I just like I. I know the covers. Like you I know the animorphs cover. I think that's what. I think the covers were well mo- more well known than the story. Animorphs weren't like choose your own adventure kind of things, right? No, they're just different just stories. Okay. Just different stories on different characters, but right, right, like Hawk Boy and Rat Girl. Hawk Boy. I think Hawk Boy was the only one that had like a legitimate kind of story because he stayed too long in the Hawk form and he became a Hawk permanently. I don't know if they ever fixed it, but that was his curse. And then everybody else oh, just random characters. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck these books are about. Just yeah. that they turn to animals. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
Um, yeah, that that's it for. I guess that might be it for this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, overall, like, what do you say? Like, un, unhinged. Like, I would, I'd recommend it once. I like it. Just watch it once. Like I said, it's not going to be a ninety percent movie. Which I mean, I don't think this movie could be because there's not much you can do to make this right. like anything with, like groundbreaking. Because it's just a simple yeah. movie about road rage and a man yeah. killing people and then a right. traumatized think, woman trying to survive. I I do think that like the the performances here are definitely better than they should have been. Yeah. For a movie like this to where I think I think in a couple years this movie might get like a second life and might be like a like I could see this being like a cult classic one day, you know? I see that. Yeah. Um because yeah, I again, I watched this alone, but I feel like if <laughs> if you're watching this with a group it'd be much more like it, it would be fun to see everyone's reactions to things. Yeah. Just people flipping, dying. Yeah. Like I remember that. Cody texting me when, you know, she, when the brother stabs his girlfriend because Russell Crowe's literally like pushing her into the Just, knife. Yeah. <laughs> Even he texted me like all caps. He's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Did, like, he yeah you that... why he didn't, did he tell you why he didn't like this movie? He just, he just said that he didn't like it, but what do you know? Here's the thing. He, he has a kid and he got soft. That's probably true, you know. Because I mean, when I think, I think about it, I was like, I don't know what's not to, to hate about this movie. I mean, Russell's character, Crow's character, I think did a good job. You're supposed to hate him. You're supposed to yeah. want to see him, like, not win, get a, but get then you get more. Death, yeah, you get more. It gets more insufferable because he just keeps getting away with like a lot of things until he finally gets dessert. But I mean, he he plays that character well. I mean, yeah, he does. He fully commits. All, yeah, and I think it's good because I mean, a lot of times someone that's. I guess something you say about the horror film or horror yeah. genre is a lot yeah. of like the mascots, I guess, if you will, become like the heroes. Like obviously Freddy Krueger is a pedophile, but I've heard girls literally say like, he's my dream man. I was like, you're talking about a guy who killed a bunch of literally children. Literally kills children. Them. Yeah. molest yeah. them. And you're saying that he's your, he's your dream man. Uh, well, with, with Freddy, I know like in, in the OG one, it was just like he just he murdered he was just a child murderer but i remember in the remake they made him like an actual pedophile i don't remember yeah, i remember sorry i know for sure in freddy versus jason is the first time i heard that he was a molester that's right they do mention in freddy versus jason but it could have been something i'd have to watch the other ones it's been a while because i watched yeah. like two three or four whatever i mean i get why two is really loved that's definitely a big film for the uh, LGBTQ community. Yeah, I didn't realize that until recently. So I'm definitely, you know, there's a Pride Month and all. I'm definitely gonna watch it. There's a good, there's a good documentary on Search to watch. It's called Scream Queen. I've heard about it. Yeah, I haven't watched. It I watched last I was night. Like, I haven't watched the movie. It's so. really good, but yeah, it's pretty much just about the second one and uh, the the main actor Matt uh, Patron. Patron. Mm-hmm. I saw last name, but yeah, pretty much how it destroyed his career, but then now it's gotten resurgence and it's working Got out for the him. Second life, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, could have an unhinged, but I mean, that's why, I, again, back to unhinged, that's why I like this because you're supposed to hate this character. Like, nothing about him is supposed to be. No, not nothing to, about not, him is redeemable. Yeah, you're not supposed to, because obviously he he's doing his own justification, but it's like the an insane justification. Yeah. You're like, yo, bro, like, you're like, you're crazy, dude. You're psycho. Like, I, I guess, like, call me movies psycho. Would you say that he could happen to anyone? No. <laughs> Because babies can't drive. 
<laughs> well, you know, we talked about this on the podcast before, and the film Baby Geniuses begs to differ. I mean, the Baby Geniuses would have murdered him immediately. <laughs> the Baby Genius would have been like, you got my phone? I don't think you realize I put a self-destruct button on my or app on my phone, so later, bro. I think you've heard it. You've heard it here Later first. Nerd. Next season, we're doing baby geniuses only. Uh, when I was when I was watching this movie, though, I was thinking like, which of all of the Brendan movie, Brendan Fraser movies, we've seen, and mm-hmm. can I have actually done episodes on? I was like, would he have? Would his characters have survived this movie? I, I think I came like ninety percent of them would have survived this. They would have either stopped yeah. them or just killed them. Yeah, ninety percent would have survived. Rick Rick O'Connell has like an arsenal of guns. He would have immediately just shot him. He could also fight. So. Uh, George 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 would have just immediately snapped his neck. At him. Yeah, <laughs> he would have just snapped his neck. Even 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 though Scorch is an idiot, I think he he can at least fight. He knows what he. Oh, I'll, I'll, I I fucking hated Scorch, but I'll I know you, I'll, I'll, I know give, you I'll give Scorch, Scorch this one. If if you're if you're coming at Scorch one v one and you're not trying to outsmart him, you're dead. Yeah. Um. Link, I think, can win too because he's a fucking caveman. Yeah, Link could have won. Ricky, the Elvis impersonator, would have died. Oh, he would have been hit by the truck. Yeah, <laughs> he would have. He would have. He, he would have sold out. Uh, Rachel, yeah. he would have been like, "Here, you take yeah. it." Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's. There. What about uh, from the air I breathe? What's, what's the fuck his name again? Pleasure. He I don't know. He, he was a he, would, he was a goon in the air I breathe. He like. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he might have. I think he. I think he would have fucked up, um, Russell Crowe's character, and then died it. Like then, have you ever seen? You haven't seen Game of Thrones, have you? Right? No. Okay. Never mind. Then would he have gone the eye gouging death? Is that the way? Yeah, something about like where uh, Pedro uh, Pascal. Yeah, where his character was yeah, yeah, yeah. got super cocky. I know that one. And, yeah, so that's why I figured he would have done like he would have beat him, and then something would have happened like he didn't expect. He would like, just like. And then Russell Crowe would have killed him, but he would be happy yeah. about it. Yeah. And then Fingers would have came and shot him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> okay. they were still friends at the time. Okay. I'll give you or, that. You know, or, you know, or, or Pleasure could have kept his whole vision and just knocked him the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, man. Or, or knew not to honk at him. Or knew not to honk I, at him. I want to see like a like a spinoff movie with Fingers and Russell Crowe's character in this. A fingies. <laughs> he just yeah. him as a goon. <laughs> He replaces pleasure with him. Yeah, you can call it Finger Man, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that, that's all I got about Unhinged. Um, I guess if you stuck around this far, you know, thank you. But let's, you know, we, we can tease a little bit about what we're coming up next. We have Bedazzled and Final Nation next week. And what do we got for that? We're doing Gods of Monsters and the Faculty. And then there's a fucking, there's a lot of movies coming out in um, In July. In July, like horror wise, yeah. Brendan Fraser has a new movie coming out called No Sudden Move. Um, The Forever Purge comes out. Oh, I haven't watched it, but the trailer dropped for Fear Street. Okay. I haven't seen that one. The the Netflix like trilogy where they're going to release a new movie for three consecutive Fridays. Oh, okay. Um, so I think we'll probably do like one episode dedicated to like the, that entire series because people that I've seen like repost it and like talk about the trailer said it looks really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and for, a you know, R.L. Stein book that's being turned to a movie for it to be like, I, I, I think it is officially rated R. 
so that's that's intriguing too you know uh there's also the new m night Shyamalan movie coming out old the beach episode the beach movie the beach movie yeah <laughs> and i don't know there, there's a grip there's there's that's a hard forgetting but that's um, a firm 20 percent. the trailers have me intrigued they, the trailers always have intrigued and then the rest doesn't i like i like the cast and i've liked m night's recent like movies with him like that he's like his like, like um his like return i guess yeah i think they're fine okay i'll give it to him but uh and then candy man comes out in august yeah candy man and we'll probably do a firm one on that. We'll probably do the Candyman episode again, just because I fucking we can just talk about that movie nonstop. Um, yeah, we'll talk about all five Candyman movies. Yeah, but you know, these are all conversations that the audience doesn't really need to hear us have. So, <laughs> with that being said, they're part of the family. There, yeah, you know, welcome, welcome to the family. Uh, we are back on Instagram. We are at the Horror Throwdown Podcast. Uh, we're on Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify all that fun stuff give us a follow give us a like give us whatever like, I, I don't know what the social medias or the podcast platforms do um if you like subscribe to the podcast or follow i, I don't know there, there's a new name for everything just if, if you like it thank you keep keep sticking around um so yeah we'll be back next week for the year 2000 bedazzled with final destination for this week's special edition of the poor throwdown podcast is joe's Kincaid. And Cisco Navarro signing off. Courtesy tap. <laughs> hey, Benny! Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river! Don't do some scary